Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out. HashtagBasketball.com. The, dra- the, the draft guide for HashtagBasketball.com is coming. It's coming soon. Might be out right now. I don't know. I, go, I don't know when we're releasing this. So go there. HashtagBasketball.com. Check it out. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, are you taking me through a journey of Kelly Oubre's career? Um, I feel like yes. the last the last teams we've done, maybe all the teams Kelly Oubre has played on. We did the we did, we the, did Suns, the Suns, we did the Wizards. Now we're doing the Hornets. We uh, we did Golden State too. Yes, and Golden Kelly State. Oubre played for a hot second lap. So, well, is this just? This is your way of telling me you love Kelly Oubre again this year. Um, maybe you're gonna have to find out. You have to listen to this episode to find out if I love Kelly Oubre this year. But I did want to ensure, um, based on listener feedback, that we got through all the Kelly Oubre teams early in the uh, in the 30 teams in over 30 days segment that we're putting out here. We are talking about that Char- Charlotte Hornets team who signed Kelly Oubre to a nice little $12 million deal um, along with um, getting Mason Plumley, ish Smith, a couple names that I haven't heard in a while, but have been fantasy relevant in the past. They did lose Devonte Graham, Malik Monk, Cody Zeller, who was never healthy um or played enough to to kind of piss me off all, all the time thank you kelly or cody zeller for pissing me off all the time who signed a 15 million dollar deal in portland what the fuck okay that's interesting i did not know that um the charlotte hornets team fun team i watched a lot of charlotte hornets basketball last season they did have kind of a rotation issue with the fact that they had a Devontae Graham, Terry Rogier, and LaMelo Bell. And they were like, oh, is, is LaMelo going to be good enough to start? I don't know. And then LaMelo was great. Uh, definitely exceeded my uh, expectations last season. Um, is definitely is easily going to be starting on the Hornets, um, along with uh, the fact that they're going to basically have a new center pretty much. Uh, I, I guess Mason Plumlee is going to be playing the center here because I, I don't know if they're going to put P.J. Washington there every once in a while, but Mason Plumlee is the only real larger fellow on this team. Yeah, they're still trying to develop Vernon Carey and Nick Richards. They're not ready yet, but they're still trying to develop them. Yeah, those guys are not ready. So uh, let's start it. Where do you want to Who do you want to start with? I always give us the start. Why don't you give us the start this time? Um. Well, I think LaMelo is probably the place you start. Yes, Do sir. you own LaMelo in a league this year? Ooh, mm, yes. Because I think it is important that fantasy basketball is fun and that every once in a while you should reach for a player that you do like, that you do think will be um, improving this year, even if you have to pay full value for that improvement. And I think, you know, if LaMelo Ball hanging around you probably got to reach for him i don't know you think he's getting out of the third round i think he might get out of the four, i mean he might get into the fourth round mm, see i don't think he's going to and that's why i don't want him i don't think he's gonna go in the third round that seems far too high 
Okay, so let's just start with the moment he basically started playing 30 minutes a game and looked at the rest of his season. Yes, please. So, so um, we are talking about a 33-game sample. He missed a good bit of games in the middle of that yep. um, with an injury. But regardless, here are the numbers. 18.3 points, 5.9 rebounds, 6.3 assists, 1.7 steals, 44.9% from the field, 77.3% on the free throws, and 2.1 three-pointers made. Good numbers, not great ones, though. Yeah, the percentages um, have to get better in order for him to become one of those top-tier players. Um, I want to have him on my team because I like him. If I'm drafting just straight up like, hey, I want the best player, the best deal, or the best the, the best spot in this, in this, in this space – uh, you're probably going to find some better. You're definitely going to find better value in the third round. Yeah. I just think he's going to be this year's Zion for me. We're like, I'm a fan of LaMelo ball. I like to watch LaMelo ball. I think LaMelo ball is a good player. I think he could potentially be a great NBA player. I just think everyone in fantasy is going to be like, yo, LaMelo ball is going to be the best player. I'm going to pick him at 25 and I'm going to be like, I'm out, man. I don't want him at 25. Well, there are two really thing. The two things I really, really like about what uh, the, the stats that you listed, right? When he uh, was uh, basically healthy and playing starters minutes. Actually, I'm going to say there's three things. Very good rebounds for like above, like well above average rebounds for a guard. We're talking about like more than Steph Curry rebounds for a guard. Really good assists. Very good steals. And a, almost a half a block on average for the whole season. And decent percentages, not yeah, killing you, killing you percentages. And that's just somewhere where a young player potentially can improve. So when you look at this, we always look at these guys and we go, well, where can he improve? And the answer is kind of everywhere. He has the potential to improve across the board, including with his three-point shot. Yeah, and you're gonna look at a guy like maybe like Drew Holiday and go like, ah, you know, some people are gonna convince themselves he can be better than Drew Holiday, but isn't that kind of his ceiling this year is being Drew Holiday? So like, why not just take Drew Holiday? That's fair. Drew Holiday is 100% definitely going to be Drew Holiday this year. Um, Drew Holiday's got better percentages for sure. I, I, you know, I don't know. I think like and Lamelo might score a little more, but he might score a bit more, and he might get a few, few more threes. rebounds. And they're both going to have elite steals, and the threes are probably going to be a wash. Yeah, going to be re- this is probably going to be similar, and that's what I mean. Like, but again, like I, I know what Drew Holiday is going to do. I well, don't know what Lamelo is going to do. And- you're in the end of the third round, and there's you know the 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 drought of uh, guards is coming up. He's a relevant pick. Oh, I don't hate LaMelo in the third round, but I don't think you're going to get him in the third round. Where did Zion go no, last year? Do you know? LaMelo Ball is not going to go in the second round. If you're in a league where LaMelo Ball, LaMelo Ball is going in the second round, cancel the league. I think you're underestimating how people feel about these young players. Zion Williamson last year went 23rd overall in Fantasy Pros ADP. Well, a lot of those leagues should have been canceled. The average league should have been canceled, Tyler. And that's what I'm saying is LaMelo is going to be this year's Zion. Like he's going to be going in the second round. I don't think the the hype, the Zion hype is uh, through the, to the moon. The LaMelo hype is to, I, I don't know, know. Dakota, the, Lon- the, the, the Dakotas or something. The Lonzo hype had him going in the top 30 or 40 that one year. Like, 
I think you're just missing missing the you fact know what? that how high people are going to be. Plus, we've talked about this a little bit already. In that third round, there's some – it gets a little bit questionable on who to even take. Yeah. I and think so, that third round's wide open. That's going to be very hard for me. And no, that's no. why I think people are going to convince themselves to get LaMelo in the second is they're going to go like, do I want 36-year-old Chris Paul or do I want LaMelo? Oh, give me LaMelo. He's going to be so much better. Do I want – Name another. Give me. Do I want Kyle Lowry? Lowry. Give me yeah. Lamelo. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're not wrong that a well, lot want- of people are going to talk themselves into Lamelo over these older guys, and then you're going to get nice steals like Drew Holiday or you know Tobias Harris or Chris Paul over Lamelo. Maybe you are reading the room better. I want to. Uh, I'll start watching those ADPs now that uh, you know mock drafts are going to be out pretty soon if they're not already out. Um, Read, I guess, read the room, right? Second round's absurd. Do not, do not pay second round. Do not, do not pay for Lamella Ball in second round. Yeah, and and that's where I, I mean, like, and we could revisit this when we do see the ADPs, and if he's going in the third round, you know, then I'll probably own Lamella in some weeks. But if it's in the second, I just don't see it. I don't see why I would take him in the second when I could have Paul George or Luca or somebody that's actually going to be definitely in that second round. I think that's pretty fair. So then the question becomes, Tyler, who are you drafting next on this Hornets team? Uh, the answer is probably Gordon Hayward, right? Yeah, I think so. I'm not a big Terry Rozier fan. I know I'm he does not... Terry Rozier stuff. <laughs> well, and he does sort of Gordon Hayward stuff. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're kind of similar players. players. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's definitely weird. Um, I. Are you excited about owning anyone else on this team? Let's put it that way. Depending on their their ADP, I might be. But, like, no, I'm not going into the draft going, like, got to get me Gordon Hayward, man. Um, I'm keeping an eye on Miles Bridges, and I said this about a thousand times last season. I watched a lot of Charlotte for no reason whatsoever, probably just to watch LaMelo Ball. Um, Miles Bridges is good. He's sneaky good. He gets he looked really good last season. He gets a little bit better every single season, and he's just this kind of guy who could be across the board pretty decent and potentially overlooked late in your draft. I think if I'm looking at this, yeah, he finished uh, 89th in per game value last season in ACAT, and I think just, you know, a little bump here and there on uh you know maybe he hits another um you know half a three a game maybe he gets a few more points uh maybe his rebounds go up a little bit because there's not really a center there uh maybe he can get another assist that you know that's a if you're talking about him going if he's outside of the top 100 um i'm actually gonna be looking for him outside the top 100 and i think he'll be there fair there so that's what i'm excited about which makes me kind of leads to the point that i'm not terribly excited about anybody else on this team right um you mentioned it like hayward and rozier both have to go both should probably be somewhere in that 45 to 65 range like they're both good they're both fine i'm not excited about them i mean you know what you're gonna get it's relatively 20 points it's some good rebounds some good assists some good steals some okay percentages some threes like they're like Really Nothing. solid plateau players. Like they are first they're plateau. St- 
and why we keep bringing this person up, I don't know, but if they're CJ McCollum's, like you take them because it's a good value, but yeah. you're just like, eh, I got CJ McCollum. You also take them because you know what you're going to get. Right. You feel very safe that Terry Rozier is going to shoot like 44%, but he's going to get some threes and he's going to get 20 points a game and some assists and some steals like that. And you're, and you're going to go, yeah, cool. I kind of, when you're looking in like the fifth round, in the sixth round, that's kind of the stats you want. You want a guy who can get you some assists and some steals along with your with some decent points, who's kind of like doesn't really hurt you anywhere else. So, like, they're really good fillers, and they should be drafted in that fifth, sixth round area for sure. Oh, I'm with you there. It's just like, I don't know. And we see this all the time. Like, guys, some guys get, like, hyped, and they reach for somebody that, potentially finishes outside the top 100 in this area like gordon hayward is the type of pick that can win you your league just because yeah. he's good but like well, no one's going like yes got him well i think a couple of people were uh, a few years ago i don't i just don't think the return like gordon hayward looked pretty good last season i'm, I'm pretty happy about that uh that um that high-end utah level gordon hayward is probably probably gone for good Unfortunately, yes. Yes, and it's too bad. Um, there's actually another guy on this team. So we this might be the most. Guys oh, there's only drafted. like four. There's only like four guys on this team. There's only one more guy on this team. There's only one more guy on this team. That's it. <laughs> um, there's a few more guys on this team that I think should be drafted, including PJ Washington. Highly underrated. Guess where PJ Washington finished last year? Are you looking at this per game? I am already looking at it. Yeah, seventy eighth. That surprised yeah. me when I looked at uh, it. I am also surprised. Feels like a guy a lot of people think is outside the top 100. Same with, uh, same with Bridges. Uh, but a guy who just kind of does enough things across the board to make himself relevant. He's a block steal and almost two three-pointers a game type of guy. I think that um, his role might be actually, depending on how much they love Mason Plumlee, um, his, his role might be, you know, either at, at worst – at the worst case scenario, the same as last year, if not a little bit more, they might need him to play a little bit more five, maybe a small ball five going into the season for PJ Washington. So if his minutes tick up just a little bit, that's a, I, that's a nice little bump for him. I am excited to get some PJ Washington this year. I think he's going to be kind of a discount, like Robert Covington type, Absolutely. like you mentioned, just like do, doesn't do anything that's like jumping off the screen at anyone, but then like you just look at it in total and you're like, Ah, good, 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 good. I'll have that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fantastic. A block, a steal. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like those things. I'm with you 100%. I think that's definitely what's going to happen here. And I'm also very interested in I'm, I'm interested in Mason Plumlee. Mason Plumlee is good at basketball. And I think I've been touting him as like someone that could be potentially standardly relevant for a long time. Then last year, you finally got on board with me. And I feel like that paid off handsomely, finished 91st. Um, I could see him, and again, being a pick where he's going well outside the top 100 and he gives you great value. I think there is a 100% chance you can get Mason Plumlee. 100% is a little high. There's a pretty good chance you can get Mason Plumlee with your next to last or last pick in the draft. And he averaged 27 minutes per game last season. Worst case scenario, like I said, he's ever he he needs this is a bigger a bigger role on this team. He could be up 28, 29, 30 minutes a game, uh, potentially, depending on how Charlotte wants to 
to run their offense. And this is a guy who finished in the top 100. So get a guy who finished in the top 100 uh, with the last pick in your draft. It's a pretty good deal. I think a lot of discounts on this team. And this is several Lamelo apparently. This is he's the type of guy, and PJ Washington's another one. Like why I'm kind of wanting to get guards early, and I'm willing to wait on big men. Is I feel like there's a lot of these big men just kind of creeping around down here that I'm like, ah, you know what? If I end up with like Mason Plumlee as my third, second, third big man, like I'm not hating that so much. Whereas like if I've got to pick a point guard in this general area. Uh, yeah. Who am I ending up with? Like, go, good luck finding someone. Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Like there's not, it, it's slim pickings after pretty much the third round, I would say for point guards. Um, uh, we got to talk about another player. Tyler. We almost have to talk about half of this team because half this team is fantasy relevant. Kelly Oubre Jr. Really poor showing last season in Golden State, a guy who was hovering around that, you know, that top 50, when he was with Phoenix, he's still super young. There's a role for him to play on this team, though it is not a starting role in my opinion. Uh, but like I said, the, the rotation here is kind of weird. He averaged 31 minutes a game, a game last season, finished 130 overall. The shooting was down. The percentages were down. A lot of things were down. There was still about a block and a, about a steal on, on, on the board, though, uh, with six rebounds. Could Kelly Oubre be overlooked this season? Is he, is he worth drafting? At some point, this gets to be kind of a too-many-cooks-in-the-kitchen situation, right? Yes. So one of these guys has to suffer, but half the time, all these guys suffer. But this is a situation, too, to watch is like, you know, especially early in the season, like who is getting the minutes? Is it Bridges? Is it Oubre? Is it Washington? Is it Pumley? Is it, you know, who are they going with? And I think there's value in all those players. If they're playing 30 minutes a game, are they playing 30 minutes a game? That's the question. I don't think we're going to be able to answer that question until we get close to the season. Like I I know LaMelo and Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward are going to play when they're healthy. That's going to be their one, two, three, their four and their five there's a lot of question marks there. I think at this point. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Kelly Oubre, I, I have a lot of question marks, but I have I probably the most question marks about his ability to perform at a high enough level for me to uh, even stream, let alone roster. Uh, maybe stream is maybe that's a bit um, aggressive, um, but to waste a was- roster spot on a guy who was as inconsistent as Kelly Oubre last season. And maybe it's just because I was burnt by him. I mean, if he, comes out the gates looking really good and looks like he's going to be the guy uh, like he's that he used to be with Phoenix. If he's going to join um, Charlotte with that type of uh, output, right. Then snag him up. But I, I think you're going to be snagging him up off the waiver wire. Cause I, I don't think he's going to be drafting a lot of leagues. Yeah. And I don't know that I want to draft him in, in any league until I, unless I know that he's going to you know yeah. be getting, getting that big role. Like I just feel like, and, and here's the other problem with this is like, in any of these guys, maybe it's like, I feel best about Plumlee because he's really the only true like center center. Yes. Um, But like, if you draft any of Bridges, Washington or Ubre and they all kind of play the four primarily, and they're all playing 22, 25 minutes a game, like, are any of them standardly relevant? Maybe not. Maybe PJ Washington. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But he played thirty minutes again last year, and yeah. so five minutes less. Like that's what I mean. And so, 
it's just a difficult situation to kind of figure out. Um, it's the first of many, right? This, this yeah. team is going to bleed into a lot of situations where we're just still got some questions and we're trying to figure those things out before, you know, your drafts get here for sure. Yeah. I just think, you know, Bridges and PJ, like they've been on the Let, team. They have the role, right? Like I, I, we got to, we got, well, this is a wait and find out situation. Let's play right? a fun game. All right. Okay. You can have any one of them playing the 32 starters minutes a game. Ooh. And it's Mike's team. He's coaching now. He's the he's the man in charge of the Hornets. Uh, which I, one, try, I try out for that job every year. So which which one are you going for? You can have any of them playing 32 minutes a game. Um, which one are you going for in a fantasy? Like, are you going for Ubre? Are you going for Bridges? Are you going for Washington? Well, if I'm trying to win games, I'm going with Miles Bridges, but um <laughs> oof. I'd probably go with PJ Washington simply because the steel block combo. I'd probably to get the minutes to him. Yeah, I'm with you there. And I'm not even going to venture a guess on who the, the Hornets are going to pick. No, I have no idea. And like, the, we could all be wrong. Like, Ubre could be fantastic. I don't know. So, yeah, let's keep an eye on this. Well, Maybe they we'll go, paid here. him, which you. Suspicious. Yeah, they paid him quite a bit of money. Right. And so, I mean, it wasn't like he came on like even like the mid level. He got more than mid level money. So, you got to think that they're playing him. And I, unless they're going to make like Terry Rozier the sixth man, I mean, I guess they could put Gordon Hayward at the two or and try to do that. That's a potential another path to him and maybe Bridges or Washington getting minutes. But I don't really see that happening. So, it'll be interesting to see what role they envision for you, Brad. Yep. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where that's going to come. I think this is uh, to be determined for the Tribal Hornets, but the rest of them, I think we got a pretty good uh, view of, uh, you know, who where the top three are. Some good value on this team. A lot a lot of fantasy relevant, potentially fantasy relevant players uh, on this team. I'm going to continue. I think that's probably why I watched so much Tribal Hornets last season. Um, so continue to watch them as they make their way into preseason basketball. I think that's it for Charlotte. Uh, Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Toppy Watts. And you can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you like the show, please rate, review us, leave us feedback on Twitter, tell us what you like, or just go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes, subscribe to be a Patreon and help support the show. And also twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. Uh, subscribe so you know when we go live with those mock drafts coming soon. Mock draft season is upon us. I cannot wait. Uh, I think that's it. We'll see you next time.